Jai Jinendra, we'll start with the Nokar Mantra. Om Namo Arihantanam, Om Namo Sitanam, Om Namo Ayadhyanam, Om Namo Ujjayanam, Namo Luisa Vasahunam, Eso Panchanamukaro, Salva Pava Panasano, Mangalalancha Salvesim, Paramam Have Mangalam, we have a lot to cover, so we'll talk about last week cha- last week's challenges at the end today. I had an eventful Friday, but I need to tell you about my bathtub first. It's a normal bathtub with a curtain that we keep closed when not in use. My usual routine in the morning is that I reach my hand in the tub um, to turn on the shower. And then after the water's warm, I enter the tub from the back and the curtain remains closed uh, throughout that process. So on Friday, as I got in, I noticed an insect was struggling against the current. And before I could turn the water off, the insect went down the drain. Remember that an insect has a soul just like you and me. So I came out of the shower and I noticed it was warmer in the, u- in, in the house than usual. I checked the thermostat on my phone and it said 85 degrees. I saw that the AC was on, but there was no air coming through the vents. So I went up into the attic and I saw condensation everywhere outside the unit. It was sweating, but there was none in the drip pan. And I also saw condensation on the pipe leading to the unit outside. So I reset everything. I tried to turn it on and off again, but that didn't help. So there was still no air blowing. So I called the AC guy first thing in the morning at 9 a.m. And I set up an appointment for 5 p.m. because many people had been having similar problems. It recently got hot. So later that day, I had lunch with a friend of mine. Then the AC guy comes at 5 and I go up into the attic with him. He takes the unit apart and tells me the blower motor stopped working. So it's out of warranty, so there's nothing I could do but to replace the blower motor. He has to order the part, but he says he's gonna order it, go to another call, pick it up, and come back late at night. So I said, okay, thank you for coming back late at night. He comes back, and as I'm coming down from the attic on the ladder, I miss the bottom step because I have the old blower in both my hands. I land on my ankle and it turns very far the wrong way. Uh, I pay the man a little over a thousand dollars and after he leaves, I begin to treat my ankle. In fact, it's still in a bandage now. Let's see if I can get it up here so you can see it. That's my ankle. So before I bandaged it, my wife wanted to take a picture of it to send to a doctor in the family. She took a picture, but I told her not to worry about sending it. Let's see if I can show you the picture. Okay, here's the picture. So as you can see, my ankle is swelling up considerably and uh, It's about the size of an orange. So I told you that story to tell you this story. We've been using the word superpowers a lot lately. And at first I was doubtful about it, about using that word. You know, I thought maybe that was too much. Maybe it was hyperbole. Or maybe I've been watching too many superhero movies. But now I don't think it's too much. And here's why. Right after I was injured, I was in a lot of pain. I told myself to breathe. I focused my awareness on my breath and the pain was still there. It was still in the same amount, but it receded from my mind. I know that sounds confusing. How can it have been the same amount, but receded from my mind? Doesn't that mean the pain lessened any? No, and I think I know why. The next day I realized that pain is not suffering and I was in pain, 
but not suffering. And there are two reasons why I think I didn't know that before yesterday. The first is I never thought about it. The thought that the two things could be different concepts had never occurred to me. Second, I'm a lawyer, right? So I always see pain and suffering together when I'm looking at a contract. Uh, we always see a bunch of words that go together like that. So I never really thought they were separate concepts. But now after the events of Friday where I had an injury to my ankle, I think that pain describes physical pain and suffering describes mental pain. Now you may have already known that, but I just realized that yesterday. <laughs> physical pain is the interpretation of signals to the brain. I experienced throbbing. I experienced what felt like spikes shooting through my ankle as I tried to put weight on it. I experience pain every time I currently take a step, but I'm not suffering. So why is that? Suffering, I realized, is mental anguish. Here's what suffering might mean in my situation. I might tell myself, what am I going to do? Am I going to have to go to the hospital? How long is this pain going to last? How much will it cost me? Why does this always happen to me? Why wasn't I more careful? I'm not careless like that. Why did that person make me do that? It's his fault. And on and on and on. All those thoughts and blame and worry are endless. So that led me to another realization just yesterday. You know when our kids uh, get cuts and scrapes? They often cry very hard. And we do our usual routine of band-aids and kissing boo-boos and blowing air on the cut and things like that until the crying is over. Well, very little of that, in fact, none of that is addressing the physical pain. We can't do anything about the physical pain. All of that is designed to address the mental suffering. So addressing mental suffering is a skill and we learn how to do that as we grow up. So here are some of the thoughts that went through my head Friday and Saturday. It was first mainly all about physical things, but then my thoughts got spiritual later. At the outset, right when I fell, uh, I told myself to pay attention to my breath. You know, I get a lot of headaches, which I guess is physical pain, but paying too attention to my breath helps me get through those headaches. So I thought I would try it with my ankle. And I was surprised that it worked. And it worked for the same reason. I was giving my monkey mind a job and I wasn't asking any of those questions that was leading to mental suffering. I was experiencing the pain, but not the suffering that so often goes along with it. Next, I thought, pain is the body's way of telling the brain that something is wrong. I knew something was wrong. And I knew I was going to take care of it. So I could ignore the physical pain for now because it did its job. I'm going to take care of it. I know you're there. I know I have to take care of you. So you're doing your job. So now that I'm alerted to your presence, I don't have to worry about the physical pain anymore. And so remember, this is all taking place within seconds. It takes me a very long time to explain to you what I was thinking, but I'm still on the floor at this point. Next, I thought, not only is physical pain just a signal, physical pain is an appearance in consciousness. It is one of the clouds that goes by in the sky of the mind. Guess what? All sensations are just appearances in consciousness. And this was a sensation just like any other. Just like I can see things right now and hear things right now, the pain is something I'm experiencing that is a sensation just like any other that's an appearance in consciousness. So I looked out and I noticed all the sensations I could see, hear, and feel. I could feel the ground beneath me. I could see the ceiling because I was on the ground looking up. And the pain was just a part of that bucket. I just put it in that bucket. It's an appearance in consciousness. 
Next, the thought that specifically reminded me about Jainism was the thought that the soul is not the body. And this was something that was happening to my body, which is not myself, because myself is my soul. So I'm focusing on my awareness on breathing deeply and feeling my breath. So my awareness is half on that and half on these thoughts I'm telling myself. Then when I thought about the future, remember this is part of what leads our, to our mental suffering, I knew my next steps were planned out. We all know the acronym PRICE or RICE. It stands for protection, rest, ice, compression, and elevation, right? So I thought about that and I knew my next couple of hours were exactly planned out. I knew what I had to do. I knew what they were going to consist of. And there's no reason for me to do anything other than focusing on that, on price. So notice now in the things that I'm telling you, there's no room for suffering. There was no room in my thoughts for suffering. Even when I thought about the future, which so often leads to suffering. Now, it was Friday, so I think that helped me a little bit because I didn't have to worry about uh, work and I didn't have to worry about driving to work until Monday. So that helped a little bit. So then I had nothing to do but lay down and think. And you know, then I had another realization. If this is, had happened when I was a kid, this was not how I would have reacted at all. I would have primarily felt sorry for myself for a long time. So the ease with the skill of dealing with mental suffering that I learned growing up really was a superpower. I don't think that word is too much now. I think that word is right. And maybe it's even too little. And when I thought about how in the past I would have felt sorry for myself and my thoughts kind of touched upon the causes for my injury, I had one final realization. But before we get to that, any comments and questions about what we covered so far? Thanks to everybody that came in. We're talking about my ankle injury that I sustained on Friday and how I got through it. And what about Jainism helped me get through it and why it is a superpower, and how suffering is different from pain, which I didn't know. I think perhaps many of you know that, but I just learned that yesterday. So questions or comments on that? Is there any uh, link that... Uh, go ahead, Major. Go ahead, Shadow. Go ahead. I was going to say, um, the first part of the... The what you're sharing about the insect in the tub. Yeah. Is there, do you think there's, are you trying to make a connection between that occurrence and what happened when you stepped off the ladder? That was my final realization. Okay. So we can get to that when. Absolutely. Timber, do you mind, uh, sorry for joining late, do you mind telling us a little bit about the, uh, the insect part and uh, what happened and then how, uh, if you don't mind, a quick recap of it? Sure, no problem. So when I take a shower, it's like a normal bathtub with the shower curtain. And the shower curtain's closed all the time when it's not in use. So what happens is in the morning, I reach my hand in the front and I turn the knob. And then I wait for the water to warm up and then the shower curtain still closed and I get in through the back. So that Friday, what happened was when I got in through the back, I saw an insect struggling against the current. And before I could turn the water off, the insect went down the drain. Well, I told you those stories to tell you this final story. So to return to my realization that kept me up most of last night, I was thinking about what was wrong with the blower motor. When I talked to the repairman, he said there was nothing I did wrong. 
I said, you know, could I have done anything to stop this or what can I do with this new blower motor so it doesn't happen again? He said nothing. There was no preventative maintenance I could have done to take better care of the unit. So the problem would happen and it wouldn't happen again. So there was nothing I could do. He said I was out of warranty, so I'd have to foot the bill for a new motor. The warranty was for five years, and we bought the house in 2015. Well, guess what? It's 2021, exactly five years past the warranty. So nothing I could do. I was talking about this with my father-in-law, and he and I agreed that testing is so sophisticated these days that most manufacturers know how long the equipment is rated for, and they ensure that their losses don't mount by setting the exact right time for the warranty. Nothing I could do about that. Finally, this was happening yesterday, I thought of why I injured my ankle. I was going down the attic ladder with both my hands occupied with this old blower motor. When I normally go down the ladder, I look at the steps because they're thin steps. But of course, I couldn't do that because I had this part against my chest. So my fate was sealed as soon as I picked up the part with both hands at the top of the attic. There's nothing I could do not to miss that last step. And once I missed that step, there was nothing I could do not to be injured. So then I was thinking about that for a while. Until the word karma popped into my head. So I bolted upright, I was laying down, and I experienced a little bit more pain from my ankle because of the sudden movement. You see, it was my karma that caused my injury. Not only that, it was karma from that morning that caused my injury. You see, there was nothing that insect could do. It could not make a sound and it could not make a motion that could have captured my attention because of how I start the shower. The minute I got up to take a shower that morning, the fate of the insect was sealed. That means the minute that I got up to take a shower at that exact time that morning, the insect was in the tub, the fate of my ankle was sealed. It wasn't actually sealed the minute that I picked up the air conditioning part. The fate of my ankle was sealed that morning. As of that morning, the only thing within my control was how I was going to react to the events that I was destined to go through. If I blamed other people, if I took it out on my kids and my wife, if I got in a bad mood, if I yelled at people, if I cursed the repairman, if I felt sorry for myself, or if I let it affect my mental state going forward. The only thing I was in control of was my suffering, not my pain. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking I'm ascribing metaphysical significance to random events that occur to, to everybody every day. It's bullshit, Demir. It's a confabulation of your mind. It's confirmation bias making you see things you learned about and believe in, but that are not really there. You're making these connections that are not really there. But there are three reasons why I'm certain these events are connected. The first is that this was a very eventful day for me. My normal day consists of getting up before everyone, leaving before everyone is awake. Lately, there's been nobody at the office, so if I don't have any calls or meetings, I'm just on my computer all day. And then I, the first words that I speak are when I go home and spend time with my family. Then I work on my personal goals. And then I sleep to do it all, and then I do exercise, which is part of my personal goals, and then I sleep to do it all again the next day. In fact, it's a pretty good thing I'm married already because no one would want to date someone with the outer life as boring as mine. So the fact that on Friday, 
I interacted with these repair people three times. I had lunch with my friend. I worked from home. And I also had this insect thing happen on the same day. Is the first reason that these events are connected. Now, here's the thing. It's not normal to have karma bear fruit on the same day you acquire it. In fact, you have to make these connections weeks, months, or years apart. So I don't want to leave you with the impression that that's normal. It's not. The second reason is that it's not a coincidence that I fell from the ladder just the same way that insect fell from the wall of the shower. It's not a coincidence that my money went down the drain without any control of mine the same way that insect went down the drain without it exerting any control. Well, Thimmer, it was your choice to pay that money to the repairman. You could have refused to pay. In what way could I have refused to pay? I have two daughters and a wife, and the AC was out in Houston, Texas, and summer is coming. There is no choice where my money was going. The fate of my money was sealed that morning when I woke up at that time. And third, remember this happened on a Friday. It turns out it took up most of my Friday and my Saturday. And I had nothing prepared for dad's class until last night. Usually I have things prepared well in advance and I know what I'm going to talk about. So if you still think it's BS, that's fine. I encourage you to think about these connections. If I were hearing this for the first time or experiencing these type of events for the first time, I'd likely agree with you. It's some kind of confirmation bias. You're seeing these things that are not there. Once or twice, I mean, okay, sure, we could call it BS. But when you notice these things in your life five or six times, and you notice them so clearly, it's like someone slapping you across the face with a book that says Jainism is the truth printed on its cover. Once these things start happening to you, I think then that your strong faith will be informed by reality and not by superstition. So your challenge this week is to make connections between your actions and events that occur in your life. So questions or comments about anything we talked about? Hey, uh, Tim. Uh, first, I don't think it is BS. Uh, second, I do think, though, there is a confirmation bias in, in this uh, in this episode that that you're laying out. Um, I mean, you. I know you mentioned that you cannot relate that particular incident of the insect going down the drain to what happened to you, because karma, you know, is a is an accumulation of of. Uh, I mean, karma is an accumulation of all all that has occurred, not just one-on-one, but... uh, Can I stop you there for one second? I just want to clear up two points. Uh, First, I am relating these incidents. What I'm saying is that this is not normal. I'm cautioning you not to look for incidents that happen on the same day. I do believe, and I think it's the truth, that these incidents were connected. And second, it's not uh, what, what... we think about during karma, it's not an accumulation of what happens to you. That is, if something really bad happens to you, it's not an accumulation of different karma. There's a one-for-one correspondence between karma that binds to your soul and the fruit that it bears. So it's not as if somehow they get added together and that creates a fruit that's bigger or something like that. So, okay, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just wanted to clear up those two points. Please go ahead. Well, that's good to know because my understanding was it is not one-to-one, um, but I will keep that in mind, I suppose. I would like to hear what others think. Um, 
my my uh, actually observation uh, or you know so my question would to you would be the insect going down the drain was not your action was it i mean if you had if you had control over it you would have stopped it you could not control it and that is that is kind of making punishing you for an event that you had you can say that hey if i just not taken a shower that day this thing would not have happened yes that is true but that is the case for everything we do you know getting up in the morning is in itself uh, you know uh, uh, you know, some, you know, investment follows since you've gotten up in the morning. So my that 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 would be my question to you. Well, guess what I'm gonna do? I am going to change my morning habit, and I'm going to open the shower curtain from now on before I start the water. So I did have control because I could have done that Friday morning. So you see that I actually did have control because I wasn't careful enough. So that's the first point. And the second point is that you it seems from your tone that you think it's kind of unfair that I suffer the consequences of my actions over which I had no control. But that's not true. That happens all the time. For example, in forms where we're not human, we have much less control and we perform certain actions. Let's say I'm a tiger. A tiger has no choice but to eat prey in order to survive. And it's instinctual. It's not within a tiger's control. But he bears the consequences every time he kills another living being. It's not a matter of fair. It's a matter of whether or not you were in control, you did those actions and you will suffer the consequences for it. Now, it's true. If I had less intention, then I would suffer less. And if I had more intention, then I would suffer more. But it's still the fact that I did an action, whether knowingly or not knowingly, and I suffer the consequences for it. Yes, uh, Koshik, I think you raised your hand. Well, I was just going to uh, say the same thing what you mentioned around control. Uh, I think as human beings, we are in perfect control over these things because like you said, you could have uh, looked at your tub, uh, inspected as in if there are any, uh, you know, insects or something, and then on your shower. So, because that's what I think our Jainism principle tells when we talk about jiv there, is that uh, before pouring water or let's say if before moving your car, if there is a cat sitting beneath your car and if it dies, we can't say, oh, I didn't know. I mean you know, you are supposed to look out, right? Same if your child is standing behind your car. Uh, you, you won't take it that casually that, oh, you know, I can't do anything. You're just standing there. I didn't see. So I guess that was my point. And second is uh, the correlation part. I, I And this is just different people have different perspective. Is, so I, I guess you are saying you correlated these two instances uh, which makes sense because both are similar in pattern. You give three examples, but but I also see Parish's point where it's an accumulation. Yes, it may it may seem like those are connected, similar pattern. Both got kind of uh, fell from where they were down, and and same thing for you. But but still, I, I don't think it's going to be ever that you did something in the morning. For example, this instance. Something happened, now your ankle broke, so now you're clear, off karma, all good, you can start fresh, right? It's, it's an accumulation, so it's like a balance sheet, right? You have all the negatives and your positives, and yeah, it may feel like sometime it relates, and, and I, I, I respect your instinct because that's how it seems like, but it's not going to be ever one is to one, because at the end of the day, the insect died, and you know, I mean, yes, you're, I'm, I'm, uh, you had your ankle suffering, but you don't know. Maybe this one event is you have to pay in three different episodes or vice versa, right? And, and again, depending upon your intentions, like you said, if you really felt bad and you were sincere about it as compared to another person who would have said, 
yeah, these insects deserve to be killed because they are on my property or something, right? It again also depends upon your bhav. Uh, if you sincerely regret that, and in this case you do regret, so maybe you were you were compensated by filing down. But but uh, uh, yeah, probably you can relate, but we don't know as human beings as if as if, as if it's going to be one to one clearly, right? It can be in pieces. It can be because of few insects that were killed long time back, which you didn't even know. So it can be a lot of different things. But yes, it does make sense. And and I also believe that we should, by what you are doing, we should give it a thought about our actions from past, because this correlating of things is going to make us more careful or more cautious as you move forward, because that way we are constantly thinking, hey, I did this bad and it's not good. So I, I really respect how you are thinking and how you are doing uh, the correlation part makes sense, but but we don't know if it's one-to-one -one or not, right? Exactly one-to-one. So that, that was my comment. I certainly understand what you're saying and I appreciate your comment. And you're right. Um, I, I tried to warn everybody this is not a normal occurrence. In fact, you may bear fruit of something that had from your actions in a previous life where you do not even remember that at all because it was so powerful. However, I do take exception and let's find it out together by looking in the book this week that one action cannot result in three separate fruits. I cannot pay for, let's talk about this insect action that I happened. It can't be this was part of it and next week there'll be another part and then next week there'll be another part. That's not how it works because karma binds to your soul and then when it's released, its expression is that thing that happens to you. There in fact is a one-to-one -one correspondence. It's never the fact that I'll perform one action and then result in three separate fruit later on. That's simply not how it works. Let's look in the book this week and see if we can answer this question. It's not an accumulation of, for example, we know there are eight types of karma, right? And one action can involve different types of karma after they have bound to your soul. But when they are released, it's not that they're released and then they kind of mathematically add up to this one fruit that you have to eat during your life. It doesn't work like that. I would like for us to look in the book and make sure we understand how this is working. It's that you perform an action, karma, multiple karmas bind to your soul for a certain duration. And then when they uh, are, when they are released, either um, their natural expiry, we're not talking about Nirdra, then you suffer the consequences of that action. I do not think that uh, what you're describing comports with that. But definitely, I agree with the majority of what you said, and thank you for saying that. So, Timur, a lot of different thoughts going in. Hopefully, you can all come together here. So, is it a caused an effect in terms of, um, you know, eye for an eye or the uh, a proportional effect. So um, the insect, you inadvertently cause the insect to get flushed down the drain, right? And if there is a one-to-one -one connection, because an insect went down the drain on your watch, it costs you thousands of dollars in air conditioner repair bill and a medical, uh, you know, uh, twisted or, or hurt your ankle, right? And I guess some of the thoughts going through my mind is one, if that is that relationship or that proportionality a constant thing? Or, which is, if so, I have a hard time um, digesting that because um, one, it was inadvertent. And so if that's the consequence of doing something inadvertent and causing causing harm, then 
the rest of the world would be, you know, getting banged up and bank accounts going to zero left and right and people just, you know, dropping dead. Um, another part is, is the karma related to thinking, causing pain to the insect or causing suffering? Okay, so you had two questions there. One was the fact of the inadvertency. Certainly the inadvertency means the intensity to which the karma bound to my soul was less. It also means the amount of karma was less. If I had, let's say, opened the shower, saw the insect there, and purposefully flushed it down the drain, my uh, the fruit of that karma would be worse than what it was. So the, your mental state does determine the amount of the bund that happens. And your second question, was the karma related to the pain or the suffering of the insect? Both. Okay. Yes, me here. So, one question, uh, first of all, Whenever something like this happened, something related to pain and suffering, a normal monkey mind is trained to look for somebody who is in fault other than us. You know, it's, it's very unique. Uh, I mean, this is great that you actually are tying to something and, and taking yourself, I would call it a credit for getting your injury because most of the time if you would have found something wrong something to blame on whether it's that person who was not behaving properly or you know somebody in the house who did the did not adjust the right it's just um, this is an example but what i'm saying is whenever something wrong happens there's a normal tendency to find somebody to blame on that's other than you uh so for, first of all credit to you to to think of that whether it's this event or something else, it's cause the, the, the cause that, I mean, that happened, the reason for that is your own karma. That's, that's a great, first of all, great start to me. Uh, the other, other question I ask, like, for example, and it's very simple for us to understand when we think of something negative and affecting us, let's say we all have done the studies in school for four years, six years, whatever time frame you did. And we always, it's easy for us to correlate and attribute the money we earn right now, the wealth we earn right now to that efforts we did. Let's call that as, as punya we did and the benefits of the fruits of the punya. Same way, if we can, if we can correlate that, the same analogy can be applicable to something that happens wrong with us, something where we lose money. Uh, uh, it, it has to be, I mean, if you look at the cause and effect, it's, to me, it's a similar. And, you know, whatever the mechanism is for us to pay back on our mistakes, whether it's immediate, whether it's next life, to me, it, it makes perfect sense uh, if I apply to this analogy. Um, so uh, for me, it's, it's very clear. I've heard several examples, and uh, this is one of the analogy. But I think the, the most important thing to, for me to take away is, when something happens to us, let's find, first of all, the, the suffering becomes less as soon as you take it on yourself. Because if I would have been able to blame that on somebody else, then that reputation in mind is gonna continuously keep on saying, oh, that person or that item gave me pain and suffering. So I think that the other aspect is, now that Timber has resolved in his mind, whether it's they, that instance or some, something else, he don't have anybody to blame for other than himself. He has convinced himself it's his karma and he needs to continue doing positive karma so he doesn't have to fa face these consequences in the future. That's um, brilliant. And this is how Jainism can add value to your life, right? We've always been focused on the practicality of taking Jainism out of the classroom. And I've tried to give you a way to understand it in your mind of how it can give you tangible benefits in your life. Yes, Koshik, you had your hand raised. I was just going to add to 
what Mir said. I think he made an excellent point that uh, the credit goes to you for accepting and taking ownership of your actions because uh, we normally don't do that. Uh, going back to your previous comment about one-to-one correlation, <clears throat> are you saying that uh, now that after the insect incident, now you have suffered the ankle, uh, ankle thing, you think that now you're done with that whatever pop you did? Uh, you yes, that you is what I'm saying. That? Yes. Okay, I, 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 I guess I'm still not able to... Uh, process that in my mind so sure but, but uh, can I, soon i'll reach your level and maybe i'll it will start to make sense too. no can you do me a favor this is the homework for you and Paresh. i want you to open up the book to how bund works and tell me and i'm open to being you know you know me i'm open to being contradicted i'm open to being uh so Tell me, let's look in the book or any other Jainism reference you can find and give me some evidence for your assertion and I'll happily listen to it. So that's the homework for you and Paresh this week. Yes, Shetu, you had your hand raised. Yeah, um, two more questions. So first is if you open the shower curtain three seconds later than you did, this, the same result, or the same incident would have happened to the insect, right? It was caught in the current. The insect would have been, uh, would have gone down the shower drain. Only you probably would not have realized it. Absolutely. The same thing would have happened to me, but I wouldn't have known why it happened. I would think, oh, this is just a random thing. I'm unlucky. Who knows? Woe is me. Whatever. You're right. Right. So, so I guess that was my first question. So if you didn't realize it, do you think, um, or is your understanding that you still, that would have still, that karma would still been attached to your soul? that would have led to the repair bill and the injury um, that evening. And goes into kind of the next question where I'm thinking is, what if or is it possible that the, the repair bill and the injury is not the, if, we're, we're making a cause and effect um, relationship that this thing happened to the insect and the effect of it was um, a, re- a high repair bill and uh, an injury to you and instead and maybe that's like a logical or a legal engineer mind how that tends tends to work um, but what if what if that wasn't the effect and I'm thinking what if the effect is actually this realization and this conversation and awareness that you had and that you're sharing and that we're having and you know throughout the week we'll try to make these associations maybe that is easier for me to at least get on board with um, maybe just how um, uh, on what makes sense to me because if it is a cause effect cause effect for every inadvertent action that I've made I mean just this week then I shouldn't be here today right probably so yes. if but if, if the effect is um, now that you, you don't have a physical punishment or an injury every time uh, something like this happens but uh, some of these things, when you realize it, the effect is you get this awareness where if you didn't realize or you didn't open the shower curtain in time to make that observation, then you probably would not have made this association Friday night. Sure. So to answer your questions, yes, a lot of things happen to us and we don't know why. We, even if we sat down to think about those connections, we wouldn't understand them. But if you do the practice often enough, you will make perhaps 10 connections over your entire life. 
very clear connections. So that's true. Needs to be given an assignment too. <laughs> so that's true. Along with me and Parish. And you seem to be amazed by your tone that you're not dead yet because of all the inadvertent karma that's happened. But guess what? Your entire life is suffering. You're suffering right now compared to the pure expression of your soul. You're paying for all of those in inadvertent happenstances and it seems normal to you because suffering is normalized to us. And finally, you hit upon the final realization that I was afraid to share with you, but I'll share with you now. You, you, you thought that maybe the effect was my awareness, an increase in my awareness. And this event was actually a gift that happened to me because this event was an opportunity to strengthen my faith. And this event allowed me to strengthen my faith. And this event was a gift that happened to me because when I say the only thing we can control is our reactions, you understand that, well, there could have been two scenarios here, Papa Nubandu Pop, which means you experience a pop and then you do more pop in reaction to that, or Papa Nubandu Punya, which means you experienced your, the result of your pop and that turns out to be a good thing. So you've hit on that. This is actually a very great thing that happened to me. Yes, Parash, you had your hand up. Yeah, I would like to know uh, what karma uh, Koshik and I just did to to get the punishment. <laughs> 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 it, because it's a one-to-one -one correlation. Now, uh, look, I, I just want to... Um, First of all, you know, like others have said, this is a great discussion and uh, really thank you for bringing it up because I, do, I, I actually do uh, try to make these connections. Uh, and, you know, we are all, you know, at some level try to be scientific and logical and all that. And then I say, you know, whether it is it a weakness of my mind or that I'm just trying to, you know, uh, uh, trick my mind into saying, oh, you know what, it, it, you know, I paid for it, I'm done. I'm, I, you know, it's a fresh start. I, I'm, I'm, it's a clean slate. My balance is zero. I'm great. I'm good. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, I, I'm not sure, Tim. I mean, I'm not sure. And, and, and the reason I, I, I said I'm not sure is, um, is what you mentioned. We could be paying for something that happened in previous life. So if that is the case, and it's your statement, if that is the case, then we didn't clear the balance in the previous life, right? Wait, there seems to be some misunderstanding of what's going on. I'm not saying my karma balance is zero. I'm not saying it's done. I'm saying that I paid for that. I happened to accidentally pay for that on the same day. Okay, I'm not saying all my karma is gone and I'm at zero. The fact that I'm still here means my karma is not at zero. Okay, I'm not saying I have a reset balance. I'm saying that I attract, I, that, I did that action that bound to my soul. It expressed, it happened to express that very same day and I was lucky to have made that connection. I still have a bunch of other karma from other things I did weeks ago and months ago and years ago. So I just want to make that clear. Please go ahead. No, uh, just last question. So why do you think you've not paid for those those karmas? Because I'm still here. When I get rid of all my karma, I'll go to moksha. Right? <laughs> right? The, I still have antaraya karma. I'm not dead. Okay? When, when, when I will have gotten rid of... Uh, first of all, okay, so here's what happens. First week, I think we get rid of nanavarnia karma, and then we become... All, we We know everything that our soul knows, right? And then we start to get rid of these other karmas and our life will change. So I know I haven't got, gotten rid of those because I don't remember my past lives. I don't remember all of this. I certainly have a mountain of dirt over my soul, just like every one of you. Okay, so in, in that respect, I, I know that my, I still have a mountain of dirt on my soul that I need to take care of. Yes, Mihir, you had your hand raised. an event like this uh, the way Tim analyzed uh, I, I think we talked about 
usually what happens is that you know if it happens in industrial environment you know in safety uh, or if people get involved it gets analyzed and one of the things that happens is oh Timur you did not follow the the basic ladder of going up and down principle where you have to have a three-point contact minimum three-point contact at any point of time right and then it comes down to not following the procedure and not following the the safety practices well and and finally says okay human error right but what happens is you know the the, the we can't go beyond the science can't go beyond this point of making a, a wrong decision so there was something in Timur's mind that made him that decision because he's probably had that instinct that okay you know carrying the blower and trying to come down is probably it's every it's kind of no one probably felt at that point but the, he some for some reason chose to ignore that uh safety practice whether it's lack of awareness whether it's lack of we, we can call it whatever it is but my point is that's how it ends up in the society. It, that's how it ends up in this practical world. When we apply this concept, uh, you know, and we can always sometimes, it's funny, in, in, in the industrial environment, they always look for engineering solution. Like, you know, if it's instead of Timmer's house, it was a plant, then say, oh yeah, you need to paint this color yellow so that they can see it, or you can, you know, you have to put a sign up there, things of that nature. I, what, what I think is, if we, in society, I mean, these are small events, especially the ones that is not so nice. Uh, our brain is somehow making those decisions, whether it's this event or somebody says something wrong about us and the way we take it. If we start taking it the point that what happens is because of our karma versus somebody else doing it or somebody not hanging the ladder certain way and causing the injury, I think that could make uh, help us uh, our karma ninja more so than trying to blame others and, and keep on that in our mind. That's how I think about it uh, from this lesson is, is you know, it's it's a karma ninja at the point and the more we become aware, more we shed, it's going to be easier. Our pain and suffering is going to be less in future is the way I think about it. So your challenge this week is to make these connections between your actions and the events that occur in your life. Uh, I have not forgotten about the our monkey mind challenge from last week. I still want to do that. Next week, we're going to talk about it. So save me your stories for your monkey mind challenge. We're going to go over that next week at the beginning of class. And we're going to go over this week's challenge at the beginning of class next week. And also, some of you have homework. We're going to be talking about that at the beginning of, of class next week. Thank you very much for your time today. I, I really appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Tim.